0: And there's probably really no question that the dissolution of a marriage is most often a traumatic and and difficult process for those involved, and for couples who finally reach the end of their union and have completed a divorce, it may seem that just as they're getting settled into their new lives, the holidays arrive. That's a a time period which can really expose the difficulty of the situation on on parents and particularly children. Uh, Hello again, everyone, this is Jim Mitchell, and and while we won't propose that we're going to ease the pain of the holiday season for families impacted by divorce. We hope today to at least uh, offer some assistance on how to best manage this situation. And I'm very pleased to have someone on hand with me who can provide experienced guidance as I welcome back to the podcast, Lavelle Law Attorney Patty Levinson. And we'll, we'll share some of Patty's background momentarily. But uh, first, let me just say hello. And uh, Patty, welcome back. Nice to talk to you again.
1: Thanks for having me back again, Jim. Nice to talk with you.
0: Um, As someone who works directly in the field of family law and understands the impact a divorce can have, do you think it makes sense that a divorced couple should actually take some time and, and create a plan for how they're going to manage the holiday season before it approaches?
1: I believe it's absolutely vital for a divorced couple to have a plan to manage the holiday season. For most families, you have to keep in mind that the holidays are about the children, And the idea, whether the parents are happy with each other or not, the idea is that they both want their children to have a happy holiday experience. So the more planning they can do to make sure things go smoothly for the children, the better off everyone will be.
0: And we'll talk today about that planning process and and what they might do, but I was just curious if we take a step back for a moment um, might might a holiday visitation schedule be something that 's actually spelled out in a in a divorce agreement already?
1: It usually is, and depending on the agreement it 's either spelled out very specifically or more generally, depending on the family uh-huh. um, even with an agreement in place, problems do arise because the agreement doesn't always take into account the individuals and what their traditional holidays look like. And Mm -hmm. depending on what day of the week a particular holiday falls out, it may change the whole look of the schedule from year to year. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And you know it's interesting because you talk- when I thought about this topic in our conversation, it, you know the obvious thing to me was all right, well we got to plan who the kids will be with on Thanksgiving or Christmas morning or, or certain key dates. But the holiday season encompasses a, a longer period, and you mentioned traditions, and I would think that things like going caroling, making cookies, you know, going to see Santa at the mall or, or Hanukkah celebrations—these are all things that are ingrained in that whole time period, and. Should families really try and, as you say, maintain and honor those traditions to the best of their ability after a divorce?
1: I think the family should try to maintain those traditions they can. One of the things I would suggest is perhaps speaking with the children about which of those traditions are important to them, which do they like, and try to keep those traditions in place, although they may have to be modified a bit because the family looks a little different now, but keeping those traditions are comforting for the children. What they can also do when they sit down and talk with the children is see if there are any new things that they may like to do that might become a holiday tradition. Uh, Many families post-divorce will adopt new traditions so that they have some, the children have something to look forward to when they're spending a particular holiday with either mom or dad. So they may do something different when they spend it with dad than they do when they spend it with mom, but that then will become the tradition.
0: Mm-hmm. And is it, do you, do you see in, in the process that you've been through and situations that have have come about um, that there needs to be a a balance, and that's why we do this planning, to make sure that it doesn't feel like one parent gets, for lack of a better term, all the good stuff and all the good experiences, and the other one is just sort of a I get my time. It's got to be a a balance of making sure that uh, the kids get equal time or at least equal opportunity with both to do the fun things.
1: It is important that they get to do fun things with both parents. Very often in an in a divorce, the children are with one parent more than they are with the other. And that parent's home is usually what the children consider to be their home. But it's important that the other parent's home become a welcoming place for them, and there's really no better time to start that change than during the holidays when that home could be filled with, New fun things for the children to experience during the season.
0: There's, as we said at the beginning, nothing easy about going through a divorce, and uh, it's a topic we cover from time to time on Chicago's Legal Latte. We do our best to provide assistance and perspective. My guest today is Lavelle Law Attorney Patty Levinson, who is outstanding at at doing just that. Let me um, encourage everyone to visit lavellelaw.com. You can find Patty's profile, learn more about her experience and uh, even reach out to her via the uh, website if you have questions or need some information. Um, Patty, you and I did a podcast not too long ago on the topic of collaborative divorce, and as I looked at today's topic, I thought maybe we should just sidetrack a little bit because it seemed like a, a topic that we should remind people about, and it could be something that might ease situations like this, like holiday times. Can you kind of give us a recap of what collaborative divorce is?
1: A collaborative divorce is a process by which both parties agree not to take the disputes to court and settle all issues related to their divorce through a series of meetings with their collaboratively trained attorneys and perhaps other collaboratively trained team members, such as a divorce coach or a child specialist. Um, but, uh Establishing a holiday schedule is a great topic for a collaborative meeting so that the parents can look at what they want for the children in scheduling the time they will have with the children. Because a collaborative divorce will also – set out a holiday schedule or a parenting time schedule. And people's traditions can be taken into account at the onset of the scheduling process so that when they go into it the year after they're divorced, it has already taken note of traditions that the family follows, traditions that the children enjoy.
0: And I, I was intrigued by your comments earlier, two of them, one about, you know, talking to the children and seeing how they want to handle things, what's important to them, and also starting new traditions. And um, while we've focused a lot of our conversation today on, on the children, and right, rightfully so, you know, the interesting thing about this is that at some point now the parents individually will find themselves without the children for certain periods during the holidays, and that can be very impactful on the parents. What, what, if anything, might you suggest for them that they prepare themselves to handle for those, those periods of being on their own during the holidays?
1: It's important for the, pa- the parents who are, don't have their children with them over the holiday to enjoy their holidays as well. They need to take care of themselves also. So Finding a new tradition that they might enjoy would also be a great idea. Perhaps um, a boy's weekend away for the father or um, a spa day, and and I'm being a little generalistic here, Um, things that the parents can enjoy on their own without feeling like the children should be there with them. Um, It's also important for them to keep in mind that they should let the children know when they go to the other parent's house that they're okay without them being there, that they're going to enjoy their holiday, and they want the children to enjoy their holiday as well. You don't want the children feeling guilty about leaving mom or dad alone on the holidays. So it's important for the parent who is without the children over the holiday to explain to the, chi- the child or children what they will be doing and how much fun they're going to be having so the children don't feel bad about having fun without the other parent.
0: And as we look at the relationships, I, there's enough to worry about in terms of the children and then the parents collectively and individually uh, but as you look at holidays, I, I think back to another podcast I done with one of your colleagues not too long ago. Um, is this a good time for parents also to remember the time grandparents need with kids during the holidays and the time kids need with their grandparents and kind of factor them into that scheduling as well?
1: They absolutely should. and And this falls also under the umbrella of traditions. If it's traditional to spend the holiday with the grandparents, that should continue. If This particular holiday, the children are with Dad, and every year on Thanksgiving, they go to their mother's parents' house for Thanksgiving, and they feel like they're going to miss out on seeing their cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents on Thanksgiving. Something that could be considered would be a... um, scheduled FaceTime or Skype conversation while at the grandparent's house so the children can see everybody, wish them happy holidays, and then go on and enjoy their holiday with their father. Interesting. Okay. Um,
0: Now, I love the conversation today. We're providing great advice on how to make this transition to a new family structure, try and make it smooth during the holidays. Unfortunately, it doesn't always go that way. Um, Should parents be prepared to take whatever steps are necessary to make sure that agreements that are in place are enforced if they feel they're being infringed upon during the holidays?
1: They absolutely should. And the sooner they do that, the better, Um, which is why it's very important for the parents to have a conversation early, before the holidays um, really get underway, so that if they do have to go to court, they'll have enough time to do so. There are a lot of holiday disputes out there regarding taking vacations and infringing on the other parent's time or wanting to switch this year's schedule for next year's schedule so that um, one parent can go somewhere or have an activity with the children that they wouldn't otherwise be able to, and unless the parents are in agreement about this, they will end up in court over it, and they need time for the court process to work.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to right now, if people
1: are having problems with Christmas, the, the Christmas time holidays. Now is probably the time to get into court over it.
0: Okay. And before I let you go, we've got a minute left or so. We've talked about divorce, um, as if it has happened. Um, What about people who are going through the process? Does this same type of approach uh, need to be addressed, uh, even though there hasn't been a formal divorce settlement yet?
1: It should. Um, Very often the parenting agreement, which includes the holiday schedule, is Finalized before the divorce is actually finalized. And many people follow that as soon as it gets finalized. Um, Mm -hmm. But what is important to keep in mind is that if the parents are going through a divorce and they decide maybe we should have the holidays together, they need to be very careful about sending the wrong message to the children that mom and dad are really not getting divorced and everything is going to be okay. So you have to tread real lightly um, when you consider having a combined holiday celebration either before the divorce is finalized or after the divorce. Because depending on the ages of the children, it may send mixed messages to them.
0: Well, outstanding advice today from Attorney Patty Levinson of Lavelle Law. Patty, thanks for being with us. We appreciate all the guidance. And, uh, again, LavelleLaw.com or P. at LavelleLaw.com would be a great place to reach out to Patty, 847-705-7555 if you'd like to call. Thanks for listening.